I'll simply say one more time to you guys, Merry Christmas. I want to ask you tonight, just ask you a simple question. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why did you come tonight? What is it about this place and this service that will make you leave your comfortable house, you and your family and your friends, and, and venture out on a rather wet and certainly dark night? Some of you, trust me, I know, you have millions of things to do before tomorrow, and yet you've come. Now, for sure, some of you know why you're here. Why would you not come and worship Jesus on this celebration of his birth? But for others, maybe you haven't thought about it. Is it the music? Now, to be clear, the music is very good. But is that the reason? I know you're not here to listen to me talk. Probably, for many of you, or maybe most of you, there's some combination of these things. It certainly is for me, and some of it is simply a little bit of Christmas nostalgia. Now, this isn't a bad thing. It's just the reality. This is what we do on Christmas Eve. So, think about that. Why are you here? Now, with that question in mind, what are we to make of these shepherds? Are they asking why? Why are we going to Bethlehem? What is going on? They're in a field, right? They were resting. They were watching their sheep. It's the middle of the night. And they're approached by an angel of the Lord. We get this account in Luke's gospel. The angel said to them, Fear not, and behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace with those among whom he is pleased. What is it about this message? Sure, angels are amazing, but, but the message, a Savior, Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, and the sign, a baby lying in a manger. You see, these shepherds are rooted in the history and the trials of the nation of Israel. They know the former greatness of their people, and they expect God to restore it. Think about that psalm we read tonight and the great praises of God we were singing to him. These are words of triumph and victory, words celebrating the work of God for his people. But at the time of the shepherds, it had been a long, long time since those words were written. The sin of Israel had driven them into exile. They were looking for someone, anyone even in Jesus' day, the Jewish people had returned to their homeland, but promises were unfulfilled. What about these great promises of God, a king from the line of David? Emmanuel, right? God with us. Where was he? Friends, this is the setting that the angel spoke into. 
the hopes and fears of the hearts that they addressed. These shepherds heard these angels and, and they had a choice. They could have stayed in their field. Certainly it's inconvenient to round up a bunch of sheep and bring them to Bethlehem. That doesn't sound easy. They could have left the sheep alone, enjoyed their company, settled down for the night, and dismissed the whole thing. But they didn't. They left to see this babe lying in a manger. Why did they come? Maybe some had faith immediately, believing everything they heard. Maybe others were just curious. That whole angel thing, well, that's a little strange, but let's check it out. Maybe others had doubts. Maybe some came because that's just what you do on Christmas. Maybe the young ones came because their parents made them. Why did they come? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. They came. The shepherds went and they saw Jesus. And what did they find? A baby wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in a manger. The very sign the angels promised the shepherds would see, it was right there before their eyes. Could this be the one? Could this be the Savior they were looking for? The one to redeem Israel? The one to bring forth these great promises of God? But this king of the world, this great Messiah, was born in a, a stable. He's laid in a feeding trough. His parents were from Nazareth, this backwater town in Palestine. Even to the Jewish people, nobody had anything to do with Nazareth. Could anything good come from there? Can you imagine the thoughts going through the shepherd's head? The reality is we don't know what they were thinking. But we knew something happened to those shepherds on that night. Something changed them, their hearts, their minds. They came to that stable, to that manger, to that baby, full of doubts and fears and curiosity. And they left there proclaiming the glory of God. They were amazed to see that their Messiah had arrived. Before the stable? They're shepherds trapped in a box of unfulfilled promise. Perhaps they didn't even realize it. Perhaps they were trying to get out, but ultimately feeling more than a little bit helpless. And yet they gaze upon this humble infant, and their lives are changed forever. The door is open. The reality of God, of his promises, of their fulfillment, are open to these men who leave that place rejoicing. Why are you here? I'm guessing there's more than one person in this room that maybe feels a little bit like these shepherds. Working and striving, always looking for the next best thing. The thing that's finally going to make us happy. The thing that's finally going to rescue us and make us whole. It can be anything. We try anything, right? Relationships, money, status, it doesn't matter. But the constant unfulfillment remains. Unfulfilled hopes, unfulfilled expectations, unfulfilled promises. Everything we get, everything we do, everything we earn doesn't fill that void. When I think of these shepherds and unfulfilled expectations, I'm re reminded of these lyrics from the Avet brothers. They sing in their song, Black and Blue, they sing this. I'm not going to sing it. 
I'll, I'll read it. <clears throat> Nobody will say, oh, what a fine young upstanding man with his ducks in a row and his 50-year plan complete with an ending. But it's getting harder to see, and the time between daylight seems longer to me, and the person I am and the person I will be refuse to meet. Do you feel this way? Life of unfulfilled expectation and promise, like these shepherds wondering about the promises of God, does that resonate with you? It does with me. It does with me. And yet we come together. Every year we set all this aside in the name of Christmas. We dress up and we go to church. Why are you here? You left your warm house, your good food, and your good conversation to come gaze on a baby in a feeding trough in a manger. Why are you here? This great celebration is built on a poor, helpless, humble child this isn't even a great American story. This isn't a child who comes out of poverty and makes a name for himself. That would be a birthday we could celebrate, right? No. The only thing more humiliating than Jesus' birth was his death on a cross. Why are you here? Are you faithful? Are you curious? Are you doubting? Why are you here? No matter the reason. Something somewhere has brought you to gaze upon this child, this humble infant who is God himself, this humble infant who would grow into a humble man and take our sins, our unfulfilled hopes, our unfulfilled desires, unfulfilled expectations. He would die with all of them that we might be set free from them, that we might realize the forgiveness and the promise and the glory given to us in God through Christ Jesus. So let us stop. Stop thinking about why we're here. Let's just be here to enjoy the presence of the King, the one who's come to die that we might live, the one who's come to set us free, that we might live this room of our unfulfilled lives and that we might leave this building rejoicing in the name of the Lord. Let us pray.